if uh, the, a donation of $25 or more, if you... And we just win. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. <laughs> just kidding. Um, if, if you want to make things more difficult for the investigators oh, that's with a donation of $25 or more, uh, I uh, and let me know that you want to cause trouble, I will take a free hard move to make all of these investigators' lives much more difficult, which is basically a major, a major complication or major escalation kind of all at once. That's wow. Um, all right. Well, then let me hand things over to uh, Mike, uh, because I'm sure that that's Mike seems already in raring to go now. You know, it's like uh, I could have been mean. I could have said for every ten dollars. Right. And that's true. That's true. Every twenty five dollars. So basically, yeah. once we hit two hundred, we're in trouble. That, that'll be fine, though. It's, not, it that's is, fine. it's no easier to help than to hinder in this regard. Perhaps it would be smarter business to go the other way around, but this is just how I'm rolling right now. <laughs> so when we last left our investigators headed to intermission, they had uh, learned of a, a series of mysterious deaths in the neighborhood of South Soffit. They went to speak to the proprietress of a banned library, which was the source of the book. They talked to the uh, proprietress as well as the most recent person to read the book, learning about um, that person's friend, who was the third person to uh, to pass away. Uh, they they invest kind of interrogated slash interviewed that person, and while their attention was on this uh, person Guthrie, the book itself, which had been contained by the occultist Flora, was that item was lifted directly from her by a thief named Joe who shot off but was not able to escape the impressive gymnastic athletic movement skills of one Jody Lamora explorer. And then they interrogated Joe and learned that Joe had been hired by one Madeleine Rost, a heiress and lady adventurer who has exposed herself to be quite callous and was attempting to secure the book. Joe then gave them directions deeper into Old Fair, down to kind of Rome, Greek and Roman-esque uh, ruins beneath the city that date back hundreds and hundreds of years, over a thousand years. They followed that those directions, having deposited Joe and Guthrie in a safe house of Candela Obscura, the organization they work for, and we joined them kind of looking down over a, a sheer cliff face to a hedge maze that was kind of the path forward. Why shrubbery like this is able to persist when there is no sunlight here? Hard to say. It's a bit weird. Also, there's a person in there who's like a minotaur in a maze, except they're just a big burly person. And instead of where their head is, there's a big wrought iron helm of a bull's face and that person is looking around and might be at on the verge of noticing our four adventurers. And so I will return to them and say, when you see this figure turning their direction toward you, what would you like to do? Is there a dramatic choir and a health bar that appears above the person? I wanted to make sure. <laughs> no, you have to get down into the boss arena because then enemies don't follow you in. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah is there a cloud wall that I push on and then it just yeah. goes through and then suddenly you hear, ha, 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 like, yep. right. Are we being watched by a lot of shades? Like, just <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, well, that's uh, what the, bra the, the brazier right behind us was. That's where we summoned the specter. Ah, damn it. 
Yeah, jolly cooperation. Liza P, actually very good. Yeah, yeah, I watched some of Liza P. It's, it's Dark Souls things are not my, my type of game, but I admire people who can play them. I, I, I like watching people play them. It's pretty impressive. Sorry, way off track. So they were there. In, in reality, as a presser, what I would actually do at that point is, oh, well, that's no good then. And I would like duck left or something. Like, Hide. See, okay, so this is what happens. So Hilmus who is a wonderful person, has donated $43.21 to the Speculate Fundraiser, which is their second donation of the day. Hellness is incredibly generous. But what this also means is that now that we've donated this much, this hard move is happening with this guy that we're looking at. So I just want to be clear, okay. this is not a hard move when, like, you know, Ollie was interrogating my poor professor dude friend. It, this is the hard move now. So thank you in all seriousness, okay. Hellness. Now we're going to get a chance to do our uh, giveaway that's very kind of you. But also we're screwed. But thanks to Hellness, not only does this uh, this being see you, but is going to charge forward and <laughs> slam their horned head into the wall, and it's going to cause a landslide. Oh. And I'm going to need every one of you who's up there to explain to me with what action or what approach you're taking to not fall a good forty feet uh, and land painfully right in front of this being i immediately regret my life's choices and um cool. I'll, roll, I'll roll for that <laughs> fun fun fact i'm pretty sure the professor is in the same position as i in that i have very few dice and any nerves and nerve actions so uh yeah this is gonna be wild would you call this a high stakes roll i would grand my face ability, cool under pressure, gives me the ability to spend cunning drive regardless of the action that I'm taking in a high stakes role. Right. I will also I can say, take more than one drive, yeah? Oh, absolutely. For our more physically adept members of the group, if you want your action to include protecting a member of your circle, absolutely. Let's just uh, talk it through. It may be difficult to protect both of you and you might be forced to choose. But back to you, Ollie. What is your approach? Mm -hmm. So, like, the thing that I'm hoping to do, essentially, with the move roll is not just to maneuver my own body in response to this, but, like, be a part of, like, the wave of our bodies falling such that we will still be out of this creature's range whenever we land. So I'm gonna spend three drive. Okay. So I can add 3D to my 1D move. Okay. And you are, is this to protect yourself, to protect yourself and someone else? I think I'm focusing on the old man because okay. pretty sure Professor Wilden is um up the creek, as they, as they would say, when ah. it comes to physical maneuvering in this moment. Yeah. Back in my younger days, when I was doing rowing for crew, yeah. it would have been a different story. That's so 45 is, years and several hip replacements since. <laughs> the goal is to kind of grab Professor Wilden in a, a, a rolling tumble, essentially. <laughs> so you, hear, a, you hear alarming cracking, by the way, as that happens. <laughs> on a six, you'll protect both of you. On a four or five, you'll be able to protect one of you from harm. Uh, okay, noted. Yikes. 
Well. Okay. So would you rather yourself take take the harm or are you going to leave the professor to his own devices and cover your, your own posterior? I would rather in this moment protect Professor Wilden. Oh. Okay. Great. So I'm just going to take some notes here on... Grand notes! When a GM takes notes, you know things are going... That's very kind of you! As you're like, like rolling down there. Yeah. I imagine this is like jagged stone. So like we're still both in a lot of pain. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Okay. And since this is all happening at once, um, I'm going to come over to uh, Jody and Flora. What will you be doing to uh, to deal with this uh, kind of collapse? So is this landslide coming from above us, or um, so the basically the the ground underneath you is giving out because this bull creature hit the wall so hard? It's just kind of like a shelf falling. Yeah. If there's any way to jump higher to not get caught up, um, Jody's going to do that. But if it's pretty much inevitable that they're they're going to fall down with this landslide, then she's pretty much going to do the. The old tactic of you're, you're, you know, you protect your head and kind of curl up a little bit because yeah, uh, once you're caught, <laughs> you just have to wait it out. Yes, you can absolutely kind of jump higher slash jump back so that you're not kind of falling with everybody else. And that I'm going to attempt that. <laughs> yeah, that works as move as well. All right, move. I'll spend a drive. So three dice. Okay. And you have move gilded. So your first die is going to be a I'm, gilded die i don't know if i'll get lucky a second time let's find out roll we see 3d6 okay that's a five a six and a one so you can get a six or you can take a five and get one of your nerve drive back hmm. but on a five there will be a consequence i'm gonna i'm just gonna do the six because okay. i'm like this game isn't gonna be too long so i don't have to you just teleport down to the bottom. I'm yeah, just to see who the MVP is of this group. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you kind of, you see it coming and you have, you know, a, a fair bit of experience. And so you're able to kind of jump and scramble back even as, you know, the first kind of five, six feet worth of this um, shelf that you were all looking down on is kind of collapsing and sliding down in it like a kind of instant avalanche. All right, and then we will come over to Flora. My pitch for this, and Mike, you can guide me, um, is that Flora was very fixedly observing this creature. Mm -hmm. uh, And so I would say either a focus or a sense roll in that she noticed that it was going to bolt before uh-huh. it did and she backed up before it hit the wall to to try to avoid whatever was going to happen great that can absolutely be focus okay so for focus i do have one gilded die so i'm gonna roll two dice and one is gilded is that right yep. the first die to roll will be your gilded die okay from old a two and a five so i'll take the five i think okay. as as interesting as it would be to recover a little bit of uh my drive there i think maybe not taking more damage when i've already got bleed is probably a better idea yes and i think you you managed to scramble back but because because your highest die was a five i'm gonna say that you're gonna take one mark to um to brain for the like kind of psychic, like the kind of mental strain of 
this kind of uh, not quite precognition, but like enhanced responses and attentiveness. And then now that everyone has rolled, I'm going to come back around to Ollie. Ollie, you managed to uh, kind of protect the professor. Were you trying to come down safely or escape the landslide? I, I, I wasn't quite sure. Uh, come down safely. Okay. So you are able to to take the two of you and you roll and there's a kind of a split second where you realize that you're somebody's going to take a hard landing and you turn and roll into it and decide that that is going to be you and not your professor colleague. And so you're going to land kind of taking a hard crack to um, kind of your hip rolling toward your back on a a chunk of rock that did not that didn't shatter in this collapse so you're going to go ahead and make a mark to body and i'm going to say that the professor rolls off to one side but you are also going to be left at the feet of this being yeah grand i try to get up as soon as i possibly can Okay. So we have Ollie scrambling to her feet. We have a couple of you that are higher up there. The professor, you're on the level here. You're kind of at the the edge of this hedge maze where basically it funnels in. You kind of saw it from above there, so it might not be too hard to pick through, but you do have this giant thing beside you. And in this moment, I think you may recall from either your or someone else's supernatural studies that this being is almost certainly a bullhelm, which is a person who has been possessed by a helm of this form and forced to wander. You know that they are nigh invulnerable, but nearly blind. Ah, uh, <laughs> so I process all of that, like getting my glasses straight and everything. Ah. Uh... Oh, oh, and I see, and and I assume that Ollie is like occupying all of the attention to like at the moment the creature. Well, the creature's helm, such as it is, is focused in the direction of Ollie. Okay. Yes, uh, uh, Ollie is in imminent danger. Uh, you have been flung off to the side, but have a moment to to do something because you're not directly in this creature's line of. Uh, charging you said that i was at the edge of the hedge maze right and where it funnels in is this still above another level like are we like on a middle level so that like at the edge of it is a precipitous drop or is oh, this the I bottom see. of anything and there's no ledge that i'm on yes so with this um with this avalanche to on the far side of you mm -hmm. there is just kind of open cliff face so if you were to perhaps maneuver this creature to charge in a particular direction, you might get them to just run off of the side That's, to their doom. That was my theory. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to like stumble around behind it, like pulling in all of my, um, my, you know, boxing days at the university, uh, you know, when I was, when I was 40 years ago and I, you know, kind of, ah, you, well, and then I remember that I do have a, uh, since we haven't talked about gear yet, so I have a small mundane invention That's and true. the small mundane invention specifically, which was uh, originally given to me by a student and then was modified by several faculty is, I, sorry, go ahead. I think we may have lost it again. No, 
Okay. It's just not according to me. It's on a spiral loading to me for me. Sorry, please continue. Is everyone, let me just confirm though. Can everyone else see it? We all, everyone in chat is good. Check one, two, please proceed. No, we're good. Okay. So, uh, still working fine. Also, interestingly, the YouTube, uh, stream never went down when Twitch did. So it was a Twitch thing anyway. So this mundane invention, uh, looks essentially like a, a bell and it is, starts out flat. When I pull it out of my pocket and go like this, I pull it up and right. So it becomes this sort of bell. And then I pull out from my pocket, a small, um, I would, just like a wooden uh, sort of smooth uh, wooden rod, I would say, to the side of it. And then I go. Now, this thing is particularly noted by creatures with ties to or connected to the supernatural. In fact, what you just heard sounds 50 times as loud to any creature that actually exists in the supernatural realm. Okay, so this is uh, this is something that has been designed precisely to um, be more resonant for creatures of the of the bleed to attract while, their attention while just using kind of mundane physics that's exactly right it's essentially okay. a dog whistle where you're hurting yeah. bad things and not dogs okay so i i could imagine that being sway as you're trying to draw its attention okay. um did you have another action in mind for doing this well i was trying to decide if um focus which i happen to have particular skills in um inspecting and analyzing it um i guess the thing is though my thinking about using the spell is probably already would have taken the focus so i guess i've already inspected and analyzed it it's my knowledge that allows me to know that i need to convince this thing to come in my direction it you know, it could would... be sway, but I'm I'm try I guess I'm trying to use my specific knowledge of these creatures to attract it in my direction using this bell. So I don't okay. know. If that's yeah, I think focus makes sense there. So you can go ahead and uh, roll with that. It looks like you have it gilded and have two. Would you like to add any drive? Yeah, this seems kind of important. So I will add. So if I, I can I can add up to four because you can never have more than six dice. You said. Correct. Okay. So, and I've got two right now. I don't want to use all of them though. Let me, um, let me add two though, because I think it's kind of really important that this thing not kill us. So I'm going to use two, uh, which would leave me with two out of four. And, uh, the means the die is gilded. Which part is the, one of the dice is always gilded or they're all gilded. Um, if if the action is gilded, you get one gilded die. And so the first D6 result will okay. be your gilded die. Sounds good. So 46. Unless, Chad, anybody wants to donate to keep us from being run over by a bullhead Dark Souls guy. You're just, just saying. Anyone? Mm-hmm. Anyone? Anyone? Mm. Okay. That's all right. The donation was used to uh, to harm us and to begin with. So totally understandable. Okay. So. Oh, ignore that. Well, actually, don't ignore that. Don't ignore that. <laughs> I'm keeping get, that. I'm keeping you get that. Three more dice. <laughs> yes, no, I know. I'm keeping that. I hit the wrong die too quickly, but I'm keeping that to be clear. All right, my fault. <laughs> hey, that's that's a okay. crit, isn't it? Plus a gilded. It is. So that was a six on the gilded, four, five, and then another six. Um, so Greg, why don't you go ahead and paint us the picture of how it is that the professor is able to pull the bell out, draw the attention of this creature, and then, you know, like a like a matador or, you know, the the Candela Obscura equivalent is able to lure this creature to its doom. 
So I, yeah. Also, do I go back up to three out of four on the intuition drive? Is that, okay, I was just checking. So, right. So uh, remembering the time that I was involved in certain kinds of um, American football um, on the campus when I was, uh, when I was a young man, I sort of stagger around and I remember at the same time, maybe it's because my glasses aren't quite on right and it's all a little blurry, but I remember seeing him shake a little bit. It reminds me a little bit of the resonance and the shaking of a bell. I often make connections like this that aren't helpful. And so I take out of my pocket this this folded thing and I remember that if I pulled quickly, then this bell appears and <laughs> and then I sort of look at it and, oh, yes, um, and then uh, pull out the bell and then say... Um, Perhaps you'd like something more interesting to listen to. That's right. I called you right now. And um, I imagine as it's doing this, it's doing this roaring kind of, yeah. you know, thing as it kind of like staggers over. And meanwhile, I'm backing up, stumbling over the like land, the remains of the landslide, the rocks and stuff towards the edge. And then I'm sort of standing at the edge of the cliff and I ring a couple times and I'm the one you want. Come here. Come here, you buffoon. Um, and I wait, buffoon is the worst thing that I can call someone in this language. So when the thing charges towards me, I imagine there's a moment where I'm like, ha ha, oh, and then I realize that it's actually charging towards me. I'm like, ah, ah. And then remembering my wrestling days as a young man, when I professionally wrestled and got out of these scenarios all the time, I, with another terrible cracking sound, dodge left, just as the thing comes Store, you know, like just charging at me gives one resonant bull helm sounded echoing scream as it plunges downwards. And then I sort of on the ground kind of in pain, lean over and look and I wait until I hear the sound as it hits the ground. And yes, well, next time you should act nicer. Ollie, how are you? Also, when you get up, can you help me? Because I think my back is permanently thrown out. If you wouldn't mind coming, helping so me, that would be useful. We get the Wilhelm scream. Of the, yeah. <laughs> but it, <laughs> but this, echoey, though. The Wilhelm right. echoey scream in the helm. And the... Wilhelm, if you will. Uh, the bullhelm hits Ooh. so hard that they crash through what looks like some kind of like plaza type thing. And sorry, fall far beyond that. And when you look over the side down at that, you see electrical light coming up from the chamber below as if someone has like a spotlight or something. It's distinctly electrical light. And that's what you get on a crit. I uh so there's I I mm, <laughs> yeah I absolutely need to focus. So because you have a veteran explorer in the group and you're no longer under immediate threat, you can all get down even through the from this kind of landslid cliff. Jody is able to work with everybody and ensure that folks are are safe and you know we get you know, Jody proper... just night crawlers down right without any problem at all just zip like yeah. <laughs> proper just free techniques. Down yeah yeah without, without <laughs> any cables nothing just no. just, just parkours down no need so you can get 
down to that level and then all the way down to that plaza because there's now the space open. You don't have to go through the maze at all. So we can cut to the four of you looking down through this hole in the plaza to the electric light below. And it seemed like somebody wanted to do some investigation there. What does that look like? Yeah, I want to focus. I want to know... I want to get a sense of what the presence of this light can say about how long this had been set up and like the level of preparedness of the person or crew responsible for it. Sure. Um, So so I have one die in focus and I'm going to spend one intuition drive. Okay. I think here you, you probably will get more better information with survey. Oh, that works. That works just the same. So I have two dice in survey. Survey is gilded, and I'm still spending the one drive. Okay. And would someone like to help, since you have the opportunity for all all of you to be kind of looking down there and trying to pick out details? Can I assist with a fo- Actually, two things. One, can I assist with a focus? Two, does my occult researcher, which allows me to ask for an important occult detail that I would recognize from my studies but hasn't yet been revealed. Is that something which could be used in an assist action? Like, because I am also looking down to figure it out, or is that something that's, if I'm looking, you know, just for me, then I wouldn't be an assist-based thing? So I would say that if you if you take the brain mark, I will give you some information separate from the results of this role. If you like, you could then also assist if you wanted, but I think because you're taking a, a mark to do this, it's worth more than just an assist. I think I'm going to take a mark here. The electric light okay. is intriguing me. So I'm going to do that. And I'm also going to assist using uh, focus um, yeah, so that's because just it'll be gilded intuition. And does that mean that also that that makes it gilded or does? No. Ollie, okay. Okay. So. Um, Ollie, you've got plus one D from the professor's assistance. Did anybody else want to get in on the survey? I potentially, and I don't know if this would be a separate role, but I would potentially be looking for kind of like spectral residue of sure. who has passed here and whether they had, you know, um, any very uh, high emotions that they were experiencing or if they were in possession of particularly bleeding objects, then she would potentially be able to perceive one of yeah. those two things. That's probably best to be its own role. Okay. So we can have a round of gathering information here. So, Ollie, it looks like you're getting one assist so far. Cool. So that means I'm rolling 4D and one of those dice is gilded. Okay. Let's see what the dice say this time. Uh, one, four, five, six. So I got a six, but it's not my gilded die. So, yeah. What does that give me on a uh, survey? If you're going to take the six, then it'll certainly give you a fair bit. Yes, I'm taking the six. <laughs> okay. Very. Uh, just, no, I, I got my drive back and I fail utterly. <laughs> uh, Who knows? Uh, yes. So with survey, you can tell that it is one. What you're seeing is one of several kind of not a full floodlight, but about as big as you could get carrying something down in large boxes. There are 
several such lights you're you're seeing the kind of the the light cast by one of them but by kind of looking around and some use of mirrors um, you're able to identify that there are that there are multiple lights um, happening uh, that are kind of being utilized down there and you're able to hear voices they're not hushed but they seem to be talking rather than like being necessarily like raised or angered voices so that's what you can see and hear i will then say professor um, as an occult researcher if you mark uh if you you're going to take that brain mark yep. and what i will give you is that you will recognize the chant that you're going to hear little snippets of carrying up through this hole in what for them would be the ceiling and you realize that these chants are associated with an old pharaoh god of knowledge named gnosis and gnosis was a god of knowledge scholarship and kind of explicitly the knowledge of magic and alchemy and alchemy was like the great magical technology of old fair much like electricity is like the new hotness for new fair and only enough to gather that that's those are the that that chant is something that was used do i know what the chant was used for it to, is to some... summon you know or you know an avatar of gnosis or it is asking for something to be opened so that knowledge may be obtained a book like a nice pleasant book okay were they i hear these that they, they didn't react to the sound of master blaster like firing through their roof a few minutes seconds ago so it did take you a little while to get all the way down to here okay. to look through these things okay there was doubtless the sounds of shuffling and kind of people moving around. But I don't know that you would have gotten necessarily more than that in that you had to come down here. So, you know, there's people down there, you know, there's multiple electric lights, you know, that someone is using a chant or ritual appealing to Gnosis, the God of knowledge, alchemy and libraries. Okay. But you, but we don't hear, I don't hear panic or, <laughs> I ha or I don't I've lost visual I've lost visual that's a Titanfall yeah. two joke Titanfall for my friend. Um, no, uh, okay. So I I would turn and relay that to everyone and just be like, and I probably would also look at Flora, and I would probably ask, um, you actually hear or sense I should say anything coming from them, off of them, near them. It's yeah, so Shanta's phrenosis. Given that information, then what Flora is going to attempt to see is if there is like an accumulation of energy around them that suggests that the ritual is progressing or see if yeah. she can kind of get a sense of what stage of, of things this is in. Absolutely. So And or whether they've attracted anything that we may awful, yeah. With. <laughs> well, with another donation of twenty five dollars or more, I can guarantee oh, that, no. uh, <laughs> Oh, God. Um, <laughs> touchstone uh, scene for this, by the way, is totally 
2009 Sherlock Holmes with uh, Robert Downey Jr. in the opening sequence where they come down and they see Lord Blackwood. And the, the reason I mentioned mm-hmm. it is not only is there a chant, but you're looking down at it from above, from the stairs above where this thing is happening. I love those movies also. But anyway, it just reminded me a lot of that vibe, Mike, right there. Sure. If a glass sword shows up anywhere in this oh, thing. I was looking for it, Watson. It's the best. Oh, man. I love that so much. Okay. As opposed to like, oops, we're going to summon Morpheus and he's going to be trapped <laughs> for a little minute. Mm-hmm. So, Flora, if you want to roll sense, sense. Um, that will definitely be the best option here for getting that, that, that type of information. Okay, here we go. While Flora's doing this chat, to... don't forget to enter with Speculate if you're interested in the giveaway that we're doing. I right decide now. if I want to use a drive on this one. I think I might, because I do yeah. have four, so might as we well. Are, we so, are down yeah. to about the last half hour, yep. so there's not so a lot of reason this. to hold back. Okay. 3D6. Here we go. Okay. Got a six and nice. four and a five. So a six on the gilded, you'll you can get one of those intuition back. Uh um, since I do not have gilded, it's focused that oh, I have that's gilded. That's true. So yeah. Yep. Thank you for your honesty. No worries. But on a six, you're still going to get good information. So it's less in the language and more in the kind of spiritual vibrations. You're able to kind of shut out all of the other sensory information and just reach out with your sixth sense. And in that, what you feel is the fluidity and uncertainty of improvisation. This is somebody who is adjusting or trying to ad-lib some sort of version of a ritual to achieve what they want, not using the standard methods. And that you, your kind of, your senses reach out. And in a longer game, I wouldn't necessarily allow something that's kind of almost ESP in this regard, but this is a one-shot. But it's as if you are standing before a great, a great kind of A-frame building with columns and a huge double door. And on that door, there are four great old sigils, three of them aglow with kind of unnatural purple green light. And that you can see, you can sense that this ritual, this person is trying to extend that glow to the fourth sigil. In some, in a way that would open the doors. Oh, and I assume we don't want that. <laughs> Seems bad. Um, and uh, and so given that Herr Doctor knows this ritual, what I will say is, Doctor, if we interrupt this ritual, what's going to happen? Do I know what might happen? Is there a set thing? Like is, yeah, is there a, like blowback? Is yeah. it going to explode? Does is it blow back on die? those who didn't complete the ritual properly? Or does it just fizzle, fizzle, fizzle out and nothing happens? Right. Or or does it affect just the people who didn't finish the ritual? Those people? Yeah. Yeah. Raiders of the Lost so, Ark? Flora, you know that there's a lot of energy being put into this. Right. And so between that and what the professor knows, you would expect that if this ritual were sufficiently disrupted that that would cause intense localized an intense localized surge and bleed that would be most likely to impact the people that were there but if you were close enough to interfere it could probably also be dangerous to you but if we don't interfere then something worse would happen (laughs) 